Hey friends, it's Caleb, and it's Tuesday, May 24th. Welcome to The Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and global brand publisher. He's founder and executive director of Global Hope India and the CEO of Spirit Media. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Before starting today's episode, Kevin asked me to make sure you've heard about The Writer's Club with Kevin White. Kevin just finished writing his third book in three years. He can help you write your first or next book. The Writer's Club with Kevin White is a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Learn more at spiritmedia.us. That's spiritmedia.us. Today, Kevin is joined by Dr. James Jernigan of Cornerstone Chiropractic in Cary, North Carolina. James is a brother in Christ, friend, and board member for Global Hope India. Put your hands together and let's welcome Kevin and James to today's show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. I am so excited to welcome you to May the 24th. Guess what, Dr. James? Tomorrow is my birthday. And so (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But maybe others are having a birthday in the month of May. Happy birthday to you as well. Thank you for watching on YouTube. I don't necessarily know why you would want to see me and Dr. James, but I, I hope it's it's actually more engaging and more m- meaningful and impactful for you because it's not just about us being on YouTube. That is really the intent of our lives. We really feel like God's empowering us with a message of prosperity to be found in the presence of God in your life. And so we welcome you. If you're listening wherever podcasts can be heard, we are excited to have you in the show. We have been going through a series of detoxifying, spring cleaning, whatever, preparing the temple of God for the glory of God, and really looking at purposing our lives, creating margins so that we can determine today that tomorrow and every day thereafter, we are going to be a man or woman after God's own heart, to really prioritize the presence of God. And what does that practically look like to pursue the presence of God? I see Dr. James Cat there. If you're watching on YouTube, we get a free visitor on the show. Uh, glad to glad to see the the cat, Dr. James. Welcome. Thank you for co-hosting. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, as you're speaking, I just have this deep, deep compassion for every single person that would take time out of their life mm-hmm. to listen to this podcast. And looks like Chloe's going to be, if you're watching online, looks like Chloe's That's passing fine. by let, again. Let Chloe um, come in back and forth. No problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want you to know. Chloe is to you right now as God wants us to be to him. You know that? Yes. She just wants to be in your presence. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she's just wanting so she's just wanting your attention. And that's what God wants wants for us so that we see how much he's pursuing us. Talk about something that's going to blow us away on today's episode. We're going to get there by the end of the show. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, let Chloe demonstrate what God's looking for us and out of our heart. Absolutely. I think that's it's so perfect because what I wanted to say was if you had even the slightest 
glimpse into the understanding of, of God and how much he loves you, you would just, you would weep uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody thinks about you or does something nice for you or, you know, goes out of their way to, to let you know how much they matter to you, it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. And if you could only understand or only see how much God loves you, the, you know, through, through Christ forgiving us of our sins, like he paid the debt for us so that we could spend eternity in heaven, not hell. Mm-hmm. We would understand that that God loves you so much. And when he sees you, he sees you as perfect. He sees you as whole. He sees you cleansed and clean. And, and we see ourselves from all of the mistakes and all of the struggles and all of the things that we're not doing perfectly. And I just want you to know as far away from legalism as possible, that if you just sit in, in the, the fact and the reality that God loves you so much, mm-hmm. it doesn't come from an obligation. It comes from a place of uh, genuinely wanting more of that. Because yeah. if you're around somebody that genuinely loves you, you want to be around them more and more. Yeah. And just like that, if we can start to see God that we're going to start to see that uh, not only do we want to clean up our schedule, clean up our the place that we're living in, and God's entrusted us with because we want to be good stewards over these things. We're going to start to see our bodies as a whole new way too. We're going to start to see that, that we genuinely want to love and, and honor our body, the vessel that he's given us. And today's episode, we really want to dive into the physical, you know, physical healings, physical uh, cleansing and clearing and, and, and addictions and compulsions that we have that we're going to start to clean those areas out too. Mm -hmm. And as we do that, uh, it may be hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's never, never easy to get rid of an addiction and it's, however, it's always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, I promised an analogy, and I want to just share that as an example of what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Uh, you've said last week so eloquently, and if you missed last week's episode, I can't encourage you enough to go back and listen to it. But Dr. James was talking about the transformation of our identity begins with actually organizing and cl- decluttering out our environment. And, and so we want our identity to become known as a man or a woman after God's own heart. Well, it made me think about when I was changing my identity from being a person who had never written a book to a published author. And I had to carve out time to begin to write and uh, I had to declutter. I had to, to schedule time to write. God had called me to write, and I wanted to be faithful steward of that. And so I determined that the most productive moment of my day would possibly be at 6 a.m., And so I set my alarm clock earlier and I got up and I started writing and I've now finished my third book in three years. And so God's really empowered me and and given me grace and honored me in just decluttering that. And as Dr. James was talking last week, I was just thinking, could you imagine if two weeks in, you came and took an inventory of how is it going with Kevin moving over to authorship. And I was saying, I I haven't been able to write. And you're like, why not? And I'm like, my laptop is dead. And you're like, oh, why? And I'm like, well, look, I can't get to the outlet. There's so much clutter over here. I can't plug in my laptop. 
And so for a week, I've just been sitting here unable to write because I can't power up my laptop because I can't get to the outlet. You would be like, Kevin, have you lost your mind? I mean, seriously, you're going to sit here and make excuses? I mean, the best thing you could do to become a published author is to actually declutter your environment. Like go clean up beside your chair, get to the outlet, do whatever it takes, donate magazines if you need to, throw away some trash, your old bills and stuff, uh, move those boxes, reorganize, get your environment clean, get it productive, get the energy flowing so that the you know it's just a a practical part of your life to plug in your laptop to make sure your laptop's charged so that when you wake up at 6 a.m i mean like that's only one very poor excuse i could be making but yet we do that whenever it comes to pursuing the presence of god and it's not that it's not that me not being able to plug in my laptop is going to send me to hell it's not like it's a it's a unforgivable sin or something evil, or something wrong. It's just a nuisance. It's just a distraction. And I could be disobedient to God. Now that would be sinful by, by not organizing my space, my life, to take on this new identity. Now I have two published books and a third one on the way by the grace of God and this is just a corny example of what God is able to do in all of our lives if we would just determine, I'm going to change my identity to being a person that will pursue the presence of God. Now, all during this time, I have been as disciplined as, as I can be in the area of exercise. I get up I go and I write for an hour and then I go and I lap swim every day that I possibly can. And so health is a priority because the assignment is, is that important. And, and the same is true. Like my, my time in the presence of God has flourished because I am needing the download from God in order to have content to write. And so the first thing I do at 6 a.m. is really get into the presence of God. I have moment of being in the Word, moment of praying, moment of worship to really make sure that I am conscious of His presence in my life. But the other things, my health, all of that, I'm far from perfect, but I am prioritizing things differently. I'm not able to be as, as often on Facebook as I was before because I have the priority of changing my identity as, as a writer and as a, as a man that's pursuing the presence of God and all of that. So Dr. James, just help us to be practical about the stewardship of our, of our health and our, our environment. We've talked about schedule and different things. So I let's dive into health. Absolutely. Greater personal discipline leads to greater personal freedom. And mm. what I want to, Amen. before we talk about health, we have to realize that as practical as we can be, let's just imagine that a millionaire or you know somebody uh, very, very wealthy said, hey, I want you and your family to come over to one of my beach houses. Uh, there's no, no one's going to be there, but I want you guys to just go. Uh, spend some time, get away, unplug. 
in in our beach house, right? Hmm. How would we praise God? How yeah, right. One that would be amazing, right? Yes. But also, how would we show up? We would mm-hmm. show up there. Mm-hmm. And first things first, would we make a big mess in their house? Would we, you know, allow our kids to draw on the walls? Would we, would we, if we broke a dish, you know, would we just say, oh, well, it was just a dish? Mm-hmm. Or or would we take responsibility to be a good steward over that? Mm-hmm. Would we say, man, I am so grateful. They said, live in it, be, feel like you're at home. And so we're going to live in it. We're going to, you know, experience a lot of fun family nights. We're going to go out to the beach, but we're always going to clean up and we're going to honor, you know, that space. And we're going to make sure that we're being good stewards over it. We're going to take care of it. So if that's the case, that's insight into how much even more, right? It's invaluable. There's, you, there's no way that we could put a, a dollar sign or amount of how valuable our physical bodies are because mm-hmm. these are things that we will never be able to replace mm-hmm. right we only have one of them mm-hmm. and and one our body's not ours like mm-hmm. we are good stewards or we 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 want to become good stewards over our bodies mm-hmm. so just like if we had a mona lisa or maybe the starry night like a famous painting if they said Hey, we just want you to, we, we, we need you to take care of it for a week, you know, make sure nothing bad happens to it. Well, we would make sure that we protect it and we would honor it. And we would, mm-hmm. we would make sure that it stays clean and all of those things are true. And so now let's dive into our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now physical bodies are way more valuable than material things. We would all agree with that. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we start to see that as okay, this is where I get to live for the rest of my life is in this physical body. And just, if you're driving, uh, keep your eyes open. But if you're sitting, maybe you're, you know, on a couch or somewhere, uh, just sit and feel your body. Take a deep breath in, feel your body. Uh, are, are there certain areas that have pain? Are there certain areas that uh, maybe you're fatigued? Maybe you just, uh, your mental like clarity is just is really bad or really poor. Those are your body screaming to you that something's going wrong internally or something's not being addressed. Mm-hmm. And it's usually because of either physical stress, chemical stress, or emotional stress. Mm-hmm. So physical stress mm-hmm. or posture, maybe you're, you're doing things that are really hard on your body. Mm-hmm. Chemical stress, what you're putting on or in your body, sugar, you know, gluten. A lot of people put, like, there's a lot of food colorings or additives or GMO food, uh, unhealthy products that we're putting on our skin. Then we have emotional stress, which is, you know, we could go on and on about that. We don't think we have to even touch on how, how much emotional stress that we have. But we start to realize that we are getting bombarded mm-hmm. with physical, chemical, and emotional stress, more so than ever before. Mm -hmm. And I want you to realize that even under all of that stress, your body's still, your heart's still beating, your lungs are still breathing, your your, uh, digestive tract is still absorbing uh, your food. And a lot of it's extremely toxic. Mm -hmm. And so we we start to see it as I have not been, or maybe you have been a good steward. I have not been a good steward over this area of my life. I've cleaned up my schedule. I've cleaned up my, the external areas around me. I've started to notice that internally I'm starting to think differently. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to hear God's word. I'm starting to have more compassion for the things that he's compassionate about. And he loves, and he loves you more than you could ever imagine or begin to even understand. He loves you that much. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing, and he's hurting. Mm-hmm. He's seeing and hurting, watching you 
take care or not take care of the thing that he uh, has given you, which is your body. And uh, I'm, I know I'm making a lot of assumptions, but I, I, I feel like I can safely do that because we all have areas of our life that that we need to clean up in our physical life, mm-hmm. whether it's food, whether it's not working out or, you know, sitting in bad posture, all of these things. And so I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of assuming that you're struggling with it because we all struggle with it in certain areas. And so that's Re- why we're calling ourselves to a higher level. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And so what I want you to see is that you right now, I want you to to actually genuinely score yourself from a zero to 10. How well am I stewarding and taking care and honoring Mm -hmm. the body that God gave me? Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself. If you're giving yourself an eight, just like, oh yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's probably more like a three or a four, if we're going to be honest, and it's probably in certain areas. And number one that we can talk about is food. What are we putting in our body? Mm-hmm. Is it nourishing our body or is it causing sickness and disease? Mm-hmm. And for most part, we can say, we can look at a food and say, that's going to, pr- that's probably going to lead to sickness and disease, or that's going to lead to health in my body. And I want you to see it as not from a place of I have to cut out sugar now. Mm-hmm. I want you to see it as a place of, am I loving myself mm-hmm. in this moment? Am I choosing to love myself mm-hmm. and to nourish and uplift and give my body what it needs? Mm-hmm. Or am I actually hating myself? If we're doing something that's going to cause sickness and disease in our body, mm-hmm. that is not coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place of compulsion, probably because we're, there's probably unmet emotional stress or something that we're trying to compensate for or just trying to sedate with. And, and so when you're starting to see that, you're saying, wow, it's only two options. Mm-hmm. Is working out an expression of love to myself? Is it proclaiming to the world? Is it proclaiming to God? Is it proclaiming to myself that I love myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I show up to the gym and I work out, that's an expression externally, an action step showing that I actually do in fact love. And I'm, I'm becoming, I'm becoming a, a good steward of the things that God has given me. Is eating sugar a good steward, being a good steward? No. Okay. Well, if that's not in alignment with what we said, which is to be a man after God's own heart or uh, the one who Jesus loves or uh, be understanding that we are a masterpiece. And we're starting to really read the Bible and we're starting to see, wow, I want every aspect of my life to honor God. Okay. Well, the thing that he loves ourself, we're either choosing to love and uplift and nourish or, uh, cause harm to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to sound from like, a I, it almost just has to be black and white. You know, is this good and honoring? Is this not? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we're going to choose and we're not perfect, but we're going to choose that even if it's the harder option to detox from sugar, to detox from, uh, you know, whatever it is, is it, is it, is it a hard option? Yeah, it's a harder option, but is it the honoring and the, the right option? Okay. Now we're moving forward, but I want it to be from a place of I'm choosing to build momentum in my life. I'm choosing to, to reinforce what I say is true in my life in, you know, through my actions. And so now it may take 21 days, 30 days. It may take a long time to detox from sugar. However, you're going to realize that as you do that and you choose the harder option, 
but you choose it from a place of love, you're going to realize that the more that you do it, the easier it gets. And pretty soon you're not addicted to the sugar anymore. You're not living from compulsion anymore. You're living from freedom. Mm -hmm. Just like I said, greater personal discipline leads to greater personal freedom. Mm -hmm. If we're seeking more freedom in our life and we're just seeking things that feel free, it's, that's usually an undisciplined life mm -hmm. and we'll actually get more stress, more sickness, more disease. Mm -hmm. But if we come from a place of greater personal discipline, discipline with my schedule, discipline with my external surroundings, discipline with what I'm giving my body, because now it's coming from this place of actually loving myself. Now we're actually practicing love. Mm -hmm. We're practicing something that God created us with is his perfect love. He created us with all of his love. Mm -hmm. And so now through the Holy Spirit, continually to soften areas of your heart and continuing to open, open you up, you starting to realize that, wow, when I drink water, I'm actually loving and honoring myself. I'm actually being a good steward over my life. Mm -hmm. And then when I eat an apple or I eat fruits and veggies or I, you know, or I turn down sugar or processed food or ge genetically modified food, that's actually standing up for myself. If somebody was like bullying us mm -hmm. or bullying a five-year-old, you see somebody bullying a five-year-old and you say, yeah, well, I probably just don't know the whole story. Mm -hmm. Or you walk over there, get into the situation and then make sure that you're protecting the five-year-old. Mm -hmm. You're speaking life into the whole group and you're starting to speak over that area. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting to become good stewards. Mm -hmm. And so when we're seeing that and we're saying, whoa, man, now I'm actually, now it's becoming easier and easier to love myself. It's becoming easier and easier to, to realize how, how much, um, how much God loves me because I'm starting to honor and take care of myself. And as I do that and I become less uh, living out of compulsion, and starting to live out of, uh, you know, intention, then we start to realize that, wow, now I'm becoming an intentional person. Mm -hmm. Now I'm becoming a, a good steward over every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And this is same to be true. And I know I was beating up sugar because sugar is something that most people do struggle with, but now we can talk about sin in our life. Mm -hmm. Now we can talk about our finances. Now we can talk about are other areas of our life that need to be addressed as well, because now we've created so much momentum in our life. Now we can start to address the really hard things because you got rid of sugar. You can also get rid of maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's uh, saying hurtful things to other people. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's another sin in your life that you know that you need to address, but now you've created all of this momentum and you've, you've started to proclaim to yourself, the world and to God that, that you are a man or a woman of integrity. You're a good steward. You can be trusted with little. So now you can be you know, trusted with a lot. Mm -hmm. And so now we're actually starting to create this life far greater for our future. Mm -hmm. And we're only three weeks into this. Mm -hmm. And so over three weeks, you could radically transform the trajectory of your life mm -hmm. and completely set yourself on a new path. Then there's that moment when we die and we're face to face with Jesus. And he tells us, he looks at us, and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen by accident. James Clear from Atomic Habits, I think is a phenomenal book that you should read. He says, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm -hmm. So you can have a goal of being a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. But the system is we own our schedule. We own the space and, and the things that God has entrusted us with. We're good stewards over those. So we've cleaned those up. 
And then we entrust, you know, we, we're good stewards over our physical bodies, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And because we've put it into our schedule and we've taken deliberate action and we've messed up all along the way, but we've becoming refining and having it, you know, talking to God about why did we mess up or why did we, why did we fall short? And we start to address the actually underlying root cause of the problem. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking up. And like I said, 21 days from now, you look up and you are blown away with the progress that you've made because you've created systems to make that happen. You've, you have greater personal discipline. So now you have even more freedom. And then it's going to be freedom financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Relationships have more freedom because you decided to be a man or a woman after God's own heart. And you decided to take God at his word and realize that you are his masterpiece mm-hmm. created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he's prepared in advance for you to do. And it's an intentional life that you've created. And it doesn't take a lot of time to start to get momentum. And the more that you do it, the easier it'll become. And when you're now that you're not living out of this place of compulsion, you're living from the place of intention and mm-hmm. being intentionally living now when somebody pulls up and, or, you know, says something hurtful, you're coming from this place of deep compassion because you realize how much God loves you. Mm-hmm. Now you can realize how much God loves them. And you just realize that they've been living from a place of compulsion and you actually have compassion for them and you start to see them differently. And so you're not going to say those things that are hurtful because you love them too, mm-hmm. because you've spent time in God's presence and he's redirected the Um, desires of your heart. Now you're starting to see them as a masterpiece Mm -hmm. and you start to look at them in their eyes and and they start to see your life. And and then that inspires them to do the exact same thing. And you have, you know, applicable things that you can start to help walk through those areas with them to set them free as well. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that brothers and sisters is prosperity. You know, so often we think of prosperity as material possessions, and that's a very small fraction of God's gift of prosperity in our lives. For you to be so confident about the love of God that He has for you, that you now eat differently. Think about what Dr. James just just encouraged us toward, that we are putting things into our body based upon is this me loving my body or me hating my body? And it sometimes needs to be that black and white. Are we loving our body based upon what we're viewing online? Or are we hating our body based upon what we're viewing online? And on and on and on. Uh, I want to leave us with this verse, and we're going to continue in this life of pursuing prosperity in the presence of God next week. But listen to this word, 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love because He first loved us. We love because He first loved us. For you and I to get into the presence of God and be surrounded with His love, only to play Russian roulette and keep pulling the trigger waiting to see, are we going to live or are we going to die? Are we going to live or are we going to die? Is foolishness. Think about playing the most loving, worshipful song you could ever imagine and then getting behind your a car and going a, uh, 100 miles an hour through busy intersections. Are we going to live or are we going to die? I mean, it would just be a foolish act to do that. The love of God 
as we receive his presence in our lives and, and this manifestation of love for us changes now how we build the systems of our lives around in our diet, our health, what we, what we do with our time, all of this. It's not legalism, it's love. We love because he first loved us. And so what you're, what, what you're being encouraged toward here uh, on the show is to really get into the flow of your heavenly father's love for you in such a way that it results in, in more productive habits, more productive use of your time. It results in a life of you chasing after the heart of God, you being a man or a woman with a heart for God. Dr. James, thank you for the time that you've taken. I'm a pastor, you're a medical professional, and the two of us together, God's really using us to, to encourage brothers and sisters around the world to live on point, to get to the point and to live there in passionately pursuing the presence of God. Thank you for your time, brother. And we'll see you all back next week on The Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The Kevin White Show. Don't forget to visit spiritmedia.us for the Writers Club with Kevin White, a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point, are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and everywhere books are sold. Your five-star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Kevin White International Incorporated, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of prosperity from God. Remembering God's greatest gift is his very own presence made possible through Jesus Christ. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show. Connect with Kevin now at kevinwhite.us. Kevin